Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is about sex. If you're faint-hearted or easily offended, you might not want to listen, but you should. Join me, Tracy Cox, and Kelsey Chittick as we share honest and real sex advice on this award-winning podcast. Tracy is an international sex educator and author of lots of books about sex and relationships. Kelsey is a podcaster, comedian, and author who is getting out of her comfort zone both in the bedroom and in these conversations. Each week, we answer three anonymous sex and relationship questions sent in by you, our listeners. And nothing is off limits. Here's Sex Talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sex Talk with Kelsey and Tracy Cox. It is the end of the summer. We are all here and ready for the fall. My kids have gone back to school, which means that they don't have to listen to Tracy and I talk about sex and hopefully learn a lot from her. Well, let's hope so. Zippy used to have her kids in the background and I would see them take their headphones off while she's looking at me and thinking, oh my God, I'm either giving them great sex advice or scarring them for life. So hopefully she'll report back and it'll be the latter. Probably both. No, no not scarring. No, the former. <laughs> not scarring I think my kids, my kids will have such a unique perspective because they're probably doing what normal teenagers do, which is watch things on YouTube. But then they're also listening to this at the top of the stairs. So they're getting real practical sex advice. So we'll see how they do. <laughs> Good. Excellent. Good questions this week. Good questions this week. Here we go. I'm in my 50s and I have been with my husband for 20 years. We've reached a point where we have a good life together, but he's not interested in sex anymore. I look after myself and I've been getting attention from a couple of guys at my gym, one going as far as sexting messages, which I've found extremely flattering, arousing, and exciting. Is it bad to continue enjoying this? While I know my husband would not approve, I'm getting a huge confidence boost and having fun from it. Mm. We've had a few of these types of things, haven't we? Do you want to mm -hmm. go first or shall I go first? I mean, I'll go first just from a normal person's perspective. This is tough. There's This is one of those things where I see both sides very clearly. Mm. Yeah. I know some people probably have very visceral reactions to one or the other. I know some couples that are very, not jealous, but very strict about like they can't even talk to people at gyms because everybody's kind of in their best shape. And so they they only go to the gym with their husband. Nate and I always had a very, I trusted him, but I also knew he was, he was, he wasn't dead. He was a man. So I had never, never had a problem with him looking at women or talking to women. I actually sometimes felt bad for them because he was just like, you're so gorgeous. And I was like, just let him say it, you know, but I think. But sexting? What if your husband was sexting? Se so here's the problem. If I found him sexting someone, I mean, is he are, are, sexting or just talking? I guess either way, I wouldn't like the text to go back and forth with my husband. Mm. It would feel, yeah. it would feel dishonest, but I also feel for her if he's not having sex with her. What do you do? Like, these are the things like life is not easy. It's not an easy answer. 
No, it's not. And, and see, this is the problem. When one person says, I've had enough of sex, and the other person says, well, I haven't, you get situations like this. And, and you know, the sex drive is really strong. People do extraordinary things. They, you know, leave the throne for to run off with somebody and have sex with them. And, I mean, I don't think anyone who has a pulse would say we don't identify with what she's feeling. And there would be lots of people who would say, just go for it. I'm not one of them, though. I'm not one of them for several reasons. The first reason is there is such a high risk of her getting caught. Now, pre-smartphones, pre-technology. I love that that's your first concern. (laughs) I thought you were going to say something like, your marriage is important, love matters. You go, a high (laughs) chance of getting caught. (laughs) So good. I did. That was number two. Number two is your marriage is important. But the, but she will. She will. And it's all like, oh, it's a bit of fun. I'm not doing anything wrong. But pre-technology, pre-smartphones, people got away with affairs because it was the only things that would give you away. It was the perfume, the lipstick on the collar, the credit card receipt, the, you know, the some type of thing like that. If everything is on your phone, you are pretty much highly likely to get caught. In fact, I always say to people, if you really want to get away with an affair, you don't have anything on any digital device. If you have no text, no photos, no emails, no nothing, it's highly unlikely you're going to get found out unless you go to the place that your husband hangs out with, you know, for lunch or something. And she is being faithful. It it sounds innocent, but it's not that innocent. And I'm sure that she wouldn't like it if he was doing it, as I said to you, because I'm quite cool with Miles as well. But I appreciate, I'm sure, you know, he's a hairdresser and he has clients. I'm sure he flirts his ass off. But I don't want to see evidence of it on his phone. 100%. And, and the other thing is what's going to stop it going further? Because a little infidelity, when it is an infidelity, let's not dress it up, it is. You you get away with it, and I've done it. I, I'm, I hate to admit it, but I have cheated on people before in my past. And, you know, you get away with a little infidelity and you look around and you think the sky's going to fall in, it doesn't. And then you go a little bit further because you think, well, I got away with that, no problem. So this is going to go sexting. And then next minute it's going to be, well, what's wrong with a kiss? And then next minute it's going to be, well, you know, what's wrong with, you know, something else? And then she'll go out and have a drink with him. It'll be all over. And she's risking everything. It sounds like her marriage is quite good. Now, I would approach, I mean, number, what I really, really want to know is, did sex just tail off and it's still sort of disappeared or have they had the chat? Because if it's just tailed off, it might be erectile dysfunction. It might be something that you can tackle. So if that's the case, I would say to him, look, I really miss our sex life. Can we re- resurrect it? If she has had the chat, and it sounds to me like she has, um, she could this is a risk and I'm not quite sure what she wants from this, but she could say, look, you're done with sex. I'm not done with it. I still feel very sexual. In fact, I'm getting a lot of attention from men. How do we handle this? Mm-hmm. And I see what he comes up with. He, he might say, you know, well, he might say, what the hell are you talking about? And, you know, and she might have to say, and if she, he does, he can just say, oh, look, I get a few looks at the gym or whatever. But he might say, look, you know, Maybe you, you know, you can get it elsewhere or maybe I don't mind if you have flirtations or I don't know what he's going to say. Is there a way he could satisfy you sexually still? I don't know, but you could open it up like that. So you're not doing something behind his back because what worries me is this is all seems fun and games and so innocent on the person who's doing it, but the person who finds it does not see it that way. Yeah. And I, yeah, I love what you said last week about there's a moral obligation in a monogamous relationship 
to figure out if someone wants to have sex to give them that you it can't just be that you decide not to ever do it again and expect them to be okay with it. There has to be some type of compromise and you have to be, he's saying, I don't want to have sex and you're trying to honor that. And you're saying, I want to have sex and they need to try to honor that. So it's just more complicated mm. than I think people understand. And I don't know, I think for her too, it's fun sometimes because you're not supposed to be doing it. But I always tell people now that I'm single, it's not as fun as it looks when you can do it. I don't know if that yeah, makes of sense. Course. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Anything forbidden is instantly more. Yeah, and if you it? have a husband at home that loves you and you have a good marriage and you're talking to some guy, that's it gives you a little hit. But if you were to go home with that guy and make out with him mm. or think of having life with him, it would be kind of ugh. Because when you mm. can do something, it takes this like mystery away from it. So I would think that I, you know, I'm not married. I can go out. I live in LA. And then I would just be having sex all the time. And it's just not true because you get out there and you're like, Ugh. you just want to, you just want to <laughs> puke, you know? And so for yeah, everybody that's yeah. married, that's like, God, oh, what I would do, you, it's not, it, it doesn't work that way. Part of why she feels sexy is because she's loved deeply and because she has a great man at home. So I don't know. Yes, that's a really, really good point. That is a very good point. Easy to flirt with other guys when you're very secure at home. Mm -hmm. And this comes back again. Just be careful what you could really lose here. Yeah. You could lose a lot of things here. Unless he says, you know, look, yes, yeah, just a bit of fun. I don't mind. I I don't know what guy would say that. No, yeah, no I doubt guy. it too. No guy. So I don't know whether we've helped her at all, but the question was, is it bad? I would say yes. I understand it, but I wouldn't say keep doing it. Yeah, I agree. I would say have fun and then talk to him about it. Talk to your husband. Sounds like you guys have something good. You've been together 20 years. It's worth it. When you're 70, mm. it's worth it. When you're 80, it's worth it. Okay. Next question. Yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Is it bad if most of the sex you have doesn't last very long? My wife and I have young kids and demanding jobs and try to make time for sex, but it's not easy. We always end up having mostly quickies. I don't mind because I always climax, but how can we make them more satisfying for her? Well, good young question. Woman, we love you. <laughs> and we want to thank we you. We do love you. And I love them because honestly, as I say every time, anyone who has any type of sex with young kids, I'm in awe of. And quick sex is far better for you than no sex or low frequency sex because it keeps you in the habit of having sex. And 
this, I mean, they've done surveys on which couples are happier, the ones that have less of them, but longer sessions or couples who have lots of quickies. Quickie couple wins every time. They hold hands more, they kiss more, they just seem generally happier. And you, I think you're just being practical and realistic because it's a lot easier to find five minutes or 10 minutes than it is to say, let's try and find an hour where we both feel like sex, the kids are somewhere else. You know, it's not going to happen. And what happens in this situation is that, and you, everybody will identify with this. So you, you're busy, especially if you have young kids. And so comes around to the weekend, you say, yeah, we'll have sex this weekend. Gets to that weekend, too busy or don't feel like it. And you're like, well, don't worry. Next weekend, we'll have an even longer session. And then the following weekend, it doesn't happen. So the third weekend, it's going to be even longer. And then you've got to, to make up for all the times you haven't had sex. You'd have to have, be having sex for like weeks. And of course, that becomes so overwhelming and daunting that you just go, oh God, well, that's never going to happen. And so you stop having sex. So this couple are doing it the right way around. They really, really are. Now, he's quite right to say that quickies work for men better than women. So ideally in an ideal world, if they had one longer session every four quick ones, that would be great. But I'm not talking an hour. I'm saying, I don't know how short their quickies are, but say they're five or six minutes. Even if you had one, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, just every now and then. To make it better for her, a few tips for this. Make sure she's aroused before she starts take herself off to the loo, use a little bullet vibe, you know, have a steamy bit in a book that she can read beforehand, have a fantasy ready to go in her head, use lube, obviously. Now, I'm presuming this couple knows this because, you know, women take time to warm up and we're going to talk about that um, in the next question, actually. So you can't just, you know, without lube, it would be a disaster. So make sure you use lots and lots of lube. Change position and location because, if you have lots of quickies, just make sure that you're not doing the same thing over and over because then it will get intensely boring. So it's nearly always from behind for a quickie. So just mix it up a bit. If you always do it in the laundry on top of the washing machine, try and do it in the bedroom. I'm trying to think of places you'd hide from the kids. That sounds like a good place to me. <laughs> mix up what you do. Don't make it necessarily intercourse. Use Have oral sex sessions. Use sex toys. And add a vibrator. Of course, that's going to make sure that she has an orgasm as well, because women can orgasm within two or three minutes with a vibrator. And also another tip is to leave yourselves wanting more, because if you always finish, then you're sated. And that sounds great, but it's not necessarily a good thing. So if you bring yourselves to the or to Agreed. just to the brink of orgasm, and then you sounds like it's going to be frustrating. It's not. It keeps you on edge. And then that will keep you going and making sure that you have more of these quickies. So don't worry about it, though. I think you, this is a far better decision to have quick sex than it is to have no sex. And that is often the choice when you have young kids. Yeah. And I think you might want to ask her what she might be satisfied satisfying you right now. I think sometimes when you have young kids as a woman, your whole focus seems to be on the kids. Your brain is on the kids. You're trying to keep them alive. It just becomes all consuming. So maybe the fact that you guys just physically connect is enough for her. I wish more men would understand mm. that we don't need to have orgasms all the time. We really don't. The connection, just being with you, just being physical, just being naked, that's enough a lot of times. And half of what makes sex not fun for us is we feel like we have to. And sometimes it takes us longer. So then we get stressed and then we don't want to do it because we're like, oh, I don't know how if I'm going to be able to do what he wants me to do, which is have an orgasm. Mm -hmm. So just check in with her because she might be totally fine with it. And it might just yeah. be that you guys connect physically and that's enough. And as time go by or when you travel, you'll be able to have longer ones. But it sounds like you guys are pretty cool. Yeah. And that is a very good point as well, because 
not every, I mean, this whole thing that everybody has to have an orgasm every single time is just stupid. It's unrealistic and it just puts pressure on both of you. It's ruined, it's ruined sex. Yeah, it has. It has ruined sex. Yeah, it made, it's made it to where there's a goal where like you have to do this to it have been good. And I've learned over the last mm-hmm. five years, like it, that's the like final part that doesn't even, you can walk away yeah. without that and, and feel great and actually feel more turned on. Because you're like left, like you just said, wanting more. So anyway, what a good People like to tick boxes, though. It's a big achieving society, isn't it? Right, tick the box. We've both had an orgasm. But um, Stephen Snyder, who I talk about, the US sex therapist, who's very, very good, always says that the sex therapists are not fussed about orgasms at all. It's only like the average person who's very fussed about them. But sex sex therapists are like, yeah, well, so what? You know, the orgasm is the least important part of sex in lots of ways. So good point. Good point. Okay. Last question. I've just met someone I really like after 12 years of being single. Just one problem. His penis is too big for me. It's not the length. It's too wide. I can just about accommodate him side by side. Any tips on how to handle this? He said he's had this problem with every person he's been with. Hmm. Mm, Poor guy. Poor guy. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. And no, it's not comfortable. No, I mean, it's, I mean, most guys want the opposite. But. I know. And, and I wish they wouldn't because most women would be more than oh, happy. Most women are happier with an average size mm-hmm. penis or even smaller size penis than a big one. It's So I do feel really sorry for him. There are, though, lots of things that she can do to even this up. The main thing is that you've got to make sure that your vagina tents. Now, we talked about this before. So what happens is when you're aroused, the muscular tension that's created pulls the uterus up and it creates a space in the vagina. Now, it can make it go from four inches to six inches, which is two inches is a, is a big space, bigger space, which is why people like me are always banging on and saying, you've got to have foreplay, you've got to have foreplay to make sex comfortable. So, you know, if you attempted to have sex without foreplay, it would probably be impossible, actually. So, You've got to make sure that you're fully aroused. When he's penetrating, push down with your vaginal muscles. So bear down as if you're, what you do when you're giving birth, not that I've given birth, but what I would imagine (laughs) they tell you to do. So you're pushing out. This makes it easier. And it also makes you feel like you're a bit in control, what you are in control. Comfort yourself with logic. You know, your muscles are elastic enough to deliver a baby. So they're going to probably, they're going to be definitely able to, you know, manage him inside you. Now, this is important. Again, use good quality lube. And I mean the best quality lube that money can buy. And I would actually suggest that you go for anal lube, lube that's meant for anal intercourse, because it's more slippery and it will last longer. So you really want to go high end with that because cheap lube's terrible. It's tacky. It runs out. It's terrible. So pay, like honestly, spend, save on the dinner. Don't go out to dinner ever again. Just spend it on lube. I would give you a few brands, but I think they're different each country. So just look up, just pay top end for the lube and look at anal lube on a sex toy website. Never, ever attempt penetration without him using his fingers to massage the vagina first. That's another absolute must. Now, she talks about positions, and I agree, there are only a few that are going to work for you. But a little trick that you can use for two positions, him on top and missionary, is to 
get in positions where he's actually thrusting between your thighs. So he's getting the friction from rubbing between your thighs so he doesn't have to go as deep. So it feels a lot better for him and it feels much more comfortable for you. So with missionary, he penetrates, you have your legs closed tightly. So this stops him thrust. He's not able to thrust hard and fast because he might promise that he won't, but when he gets carried away, he will. So that's keep your legs shut. And we talked about the pinner position. Do you remember last week where you lie flat and he lies on top of you? This works quite well with people who have big penises as well, because they literally can't thrust hard and fast. They can only penetrate a certain way. And if she lifts herself up on her elbows and tilts her hips, that might work well as well. Just try different things, like try coming up on your elbows, try completely flat, try tilting up, try tilting to the side. It's just a good position to try with him because he can't thrust too deeply. I found this random bit of information that if you relax your jaw, you can accommodate a bigger penis. Of course. I don't know. Wait, in your vagina or in your mouth? In your vagina. Wait, when you relax your mouth, your vagina. But if you relax your jaw, it relaxes the muscles in your pelvic floor. Look at that, people. Random to me. Not entirely sure. So can you try that out and just report back? Because I'm not sure. I think when you have a clenched jaw, your whole body's clenched. So when you release it, you relax. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I wish I could have shown you guys because you can't see Tracy. But as she was telling her, lean to the left, lean to the right. She was doing all the motions. <laughs> it, I, the, the, if, if Tracy could do more live examples, it would be great. Her thrusting on the Zoom is, <laughs> is something to watch. But oh, dear. listen, it sounds like you like him. So Make it work. I think you can always make something work. Mm, it's good that it's happened before. So yeah. he knows that. I, mean, yeah. I feel, do feel sorry for him, though. I do, too. It must be so frustrating because they can never just get in there and thrust really hard, can they? <laughs> you can't really get in there. There's nothing worse <laughs> than not being able to jam it in there. Lord, help us all. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, guys. Hope everybody had a great summer. Hope everyone's had a lot of sex. And um, we look forward to talking to you next week. We'll see you next week. All right. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk. If you'd like your question answered on the show, send it to us at sextalkpod.com. So that's S-E-X-T-O-K-P-O-D.com. You'll find info about my books, sex products, and more sex advice at tracycox.com. And that's Tracy with an E. If you like this podcast, please send it to your friends and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com